Hello and welcome to the Evolution podcast. This year, Evolution is getting bigger and badder and better. And we have decided to follow the hype and just make an Evolution podcast series. Um, So for those of you that don't know, Evolution is... In short, the Lyric Hammersmith's annual Emerging Artists Festival. And this year, Evolution Festival is all about women. We want to put the spotlight on them and we invite them to be bold, to be loud and take up some space. in conversation with the director of Memories Prime, the producer and writer of Memories Bashi, and the cultural producer Toby Cheramate. And today we'll be talking about access into the arts. So can my special guest introduce herself first? Hi, my name is Toby. Um, I'm a cultural producer at the moment. I work at the Bush Theatre um, in West London, but I produce lots of different things from film, poetry, festivals and events as well. Lovely. And can Prime introduce... Hello, my name is Prime. Yeah. I'm a director. I'm also the artistic director of my theatre company called Prime Presents. I've worked on, I've assisted, directed on different types of shows like People List and Things, uh, as well as Fun Home at the Young Vic. Um, I'm currently going to start assistant directing Sean Holmes at the Globe Theatre. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, big things, big things, yeah. And then I'm directing Memories, which is the first thing I've directed by myself and my first project. Big projects, yeah. Lovely. And Bashi? Hi, I'm Bashi. Uh, I'm a writer, producer. Uh, I've, I've produced a few open mics in my life. Uh, 90s night, Memories, the first open mic. Now I'm producing this. It's great. Lovely. So can you both kind of explain your connection to Evolution Festival? You've briefly spoke about it, but just so people on the outside have some context. You want to go first? You you go first. first. So Evolution is a Young Emerging Artist Festival. Uh, I've been at Lyric for like a year and a half now. Feels like a lifetime. Feels like much longer than that. So when we done Memories First as an open mic, it was just meant to be just the open mic. We didn't, we was obviously planning to do something bigger after it, but we just didn't know where it would be. At Lyric, everyone came to see it and then it got commissioned by them to put on as part of the festival. And we're the second show showing, I believe. Mm. The second show showing, and we've got two nights on the 5th and the 6th. So yeah, being in the cool. building, being active, being around, sort of got us where we are right now. Yeah. That's really cool. So Bashi, you're the writer of the play Memories. I am. What was that process of writing that piece? Um, The process of writing it was, in all honesty, for my grade. So I did it as like a dissertation piece at uni. And then um, uh, I got first. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well done, well done, congrats. University. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I guess the, from there, like I've just been editing the script with Prime. We got a dramaturg in. Uh, it's, I guess the process itself was just about what, how I felt. Mm-hmm. There's, there was a lot of unnecessary stuff in the first script. A lot of unnecessary things. So yeah, it it turned from a diary into an actual play, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, now it's quite quite cool. That's really cool, and um, I think it'd be really interesting to hear kind of Toby what your kind of links and connection is in terms of access into the arts. Because I know you've got your initiative, the Black Ticket Project. It might be really good for you to give us some context into that and kind of where your journey is into the arts field. Yeah. Um, so. The Black Ticket Project is an initiative I started um, almost a year ago now. 
um that was just about getting more young black people to see theater um really so um it started with barbershop chronicles where i bought a bunch of tickets for um some young black men specifically to go and see that show um and then nine night happened after barbershop and so i got in contact with the national and just said i want to do this again but i want it to be more of like a partnership between us um and so we ended up uh they covered some of the tickets uh we can't fund them for the rest um and 250 black young people got to see that show and then it just kind of snowballed from there really and so we've done lots of different types of shows from like big west end ones of like motown and dream girls and carolina change to stuff like misty uh superho or like lots of kind of different shows a real spectrum of art yeah yeah um and what's your what's your route into the arts in terms of your journey uh i i think my first like my very first like non-educational thing was with oval house theater where i was a young associate so at the time um it essentially meant that you were on attachment to them for a year and you got like an arts award out of it um, and a little bit of money every month to do it and you could you could pick your desired uh route so they had writing, directing, producing, facilitating, all of these different areas. And I kind of did a mix of lots of different things. Mm. Um, and that ended, that culminated in a site-specific show called The Street that was based in different locations around Camberwell. Um, and then after college, I did an apprenticeship at Battersea Art Centre. Um, and then I ended up working there for three and a half years. And then it kind oh, of wow. just went on from there. Yeah, and I just stayed. <laughs> so, so kind of what you did at Oval House almost propelled you... F- through your stages of your career as to where you're at right now? Yeah, I think unintentionally. I think at the time I didn't really know Mm. what I was doing. It was just one of those things that Mm. you did. Like the person that was leading the course at the time um, came to something that I was doing at the Roundhouse because someone else that was part of the house was there as well. So he introduced me. He was like, oh, you should talk to this person. And he was just like, oh, come in be interviewed for this young associate program and oh, I didn't know cool. anything about it I was just yeah. like fine like I was 16 so <laughs> I was just like room. I don't have yeah. anything to do apart from going to college so yeah I think unintention I think in hindsight it definitely kind of opened the doors to lots of different things but at the time it didn't really feel like that I guess and that's re- that's really cool because that kind of links to into like Bashies and Prime's kind of story yeah. into the arts. Like I feel like that's how everything happens. Yeah. Like you start somewhere. Like I started here, like at Lyric, doing their start project, which is just meant to be like a six week project where you work with a bunch of and people. And you ain't left. Them. And I ain't left since. <laughs> like you do and that's how like my director on it was Holly Race Rowan. And like, I was like, yeah, because like once you leave school, they kind of tell you there's no route into the arts. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. You don't believe it. So let's go somewhere where they do believe it. Mm. And then I finished start, got my bronze arts award. I thought, okay, cool. That's the end of that. Summer, woohoo. And then she got in contact with me and was like, oh, like I'm doing people listening things. Like, have you ever been in a rehearsal room before? And I was like, no. And she's like, do you want to be? And I was like, yeah, why not? It was only meant to be a week. Ended up staying there for the whole four weeks of rehearsal. Then they went on the tour, saw them at Oxford and Cambridge. Then from there, went to the bush, done playing a week with Milk Presents, ended up mean, ended up touring with Milk Presents like a year later for three months, toured with them. I guess it's that kind of thing that like you start somewhere, you meet people. Domino. Yeah, and you like it. them, they like you, and they just want to help you. Everyone in the arts wants to help each other because they know it's not the easiest thing to get into. Mm. So if you're like, then 
you're winning. So Bashu, what would you say to like any young person that's trying to maybe access the arts quotation marks and feels like they're trapped? Like, do you feel like, what do you feel like they could do if they're... I think you're never trapped. I think there are always people out there that will tell you that there's no there's no way to do it mm. and that you that nobody knows what they're doing and you've just got to figure out your own way in no like there there are people out there that that want to help you mm-hmm. if you walk into any young people's theater uh theater that i guess teaches young people how to act or how to be theater professionals if you go in there and you ask some questions someone's going to give you an answer no matter what you do so even if it's not you walk into lyric and you're asking about producing programs and this ain't a place for you they're going to send you to the Battersea Arts Centre. You know, those kind of things. Like, I think if I was to tell young people, it's don't let those people that are telling you that you can't do it stop you from doing it because the only person that's stopping you from doing anything is yourself. And more mm. time, the people that are telling you not to do it is because they don't know how to. Yeah. It's more like, a per- like if someone's asking you how to do something and you know how to do it, rather than admit that I'm not the best person to talk to, they just shut it down straight away. Like, no, it's not a thing. Like, get well, over they it just don't rate it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I had a teacher in school, Mr. Matada. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm naming Gun you. And, um, oh my gosh! <laughs> no. This is only the views of Bashi Shiva Bhaktis. The Shiva little Hammer Smith does not to do condone with my views. this kind Shout of behaviour. <laughs> nah, Mr. Sada told me, uh, like, he just did it. He didn't rate like, like drama, English, any other subject. Like, mm. he put me on, put me on a psychology course, and I was like, I don't want to do psychology. Well, you should do psychology. Cool. Then um, when I flopped all my courses, mm-hmm. he thought like, obviously I wasn't gonna go anywhere with my life. Was, so we can do now, Bashi. I said, Sam, I'm going off to do a play at the Lyric. Mm-hmm. See you later. Mm-hmm. Send me the link. <laughs> Come buy tickets. And I think what I think is really important is having, in terms of access within the arts, is having actual targeted projects. Oh. So kind of what I think towards my question to Toby is almost why black? Why black people? Like, you know, it could have been BAME, it could have been LGBT, it could have been any sort of group. Why did you think that it had to be the Black Ticket Project? Because um, that's the demographic I'm in. Lovely. It's the one that I know the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the one that I've grown up around. It's the one that I'm still, I'm still a black young person myself as well. So it's still, um, yeah, it's just got a lot to do with um, familiarity. And I guess the the people that I know the best and the people that I, I have the most access to. And I guess it was trying to think on a larger scale about how I um, kind of bridge the gap in these two different communities that I coexist in as well. Yeah, I think that's great because I I watched Motown and I went with my boyfriend and when we watched it, like, you know, we were like the only black people, the only black couple. And there was like, when we came out, we saw another black couple and we gave each other like a little yeah. nod. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. it's time out here, but thanks for coming. Like, <laughs> so like, I definitely get that need and desire for more black audience to be in theater. And obviously, you know, we're all black people in the room. So that's what we immediately kind of desire for is to see our own selves. So kind of in the context of memories, do you say that you have a direct audience in terms of who you want to connect with this? Is it a direct race? Is it a direct people? Is it everyone? Like, who is your audience? And what should they expect? Oh, well, I don't know, I don't know about the show now. <laughs> when I wrote it, I'd say that the, the demographic was little girls in, that little black girls in care specifically. Because uh, essentially, I'm, essentially, I'm a little black girl in care. And um, I guess I wanted to let them know that, like, there are people out there that 
that don't know how to deal with you. Mm-hmm. So they're going to try and tell you how to behave. And tell you how to feel. <laughs> yeah, tell you how to feel, tell you how to behave, tell you how to be just yourself. And it's, yeah, I guess it's play. It's a sad place. Like, but it's not because it's essentially, it's like the only way you're going to be able to to get out of this little rut that everybody stuck you in is by owning your, your own stuff. And that's the only way out of it. Like our company as like a whole, our whole kind of motto is like amplifying the voice of the unheard. Like I'm very big on putting people's story on stage that haven't been heard before, especially personal stories, because everything that's going that goes in that goes on in memory. So is memories a personal story? Definitely. Memories was I'm gonna wanna talk for you, but Mm -hmm. memories was written by Bashi based off of her and her siblings' life and their experiences in care. Which is what draw me to the piece so much is because like it's real and it's raw mm. and you're either gonna get it or you're not and it's okay either way it's okay you're gonna be enjoying it you're gonna be entertained by it some people will take more from it than others and that's 100 percent okay but it's this whole idea of putting making sure that people feel recognized on stage making sure that everyone feels like they're welcome because i feel like with theater in general there's this stigma that's attached to it like i have to come like i invited my friends to see a show she's like to me okay cool what should i wear and i was like I don't know. What do you want to wear? Like, I don't care what you wear. No one cares what you wear. Mm. But I feel like that also goes with the kind of shows that get put on. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't read a, some, a, like a blurb of a show and you can't connect to it, don't relate to it in some form of way, or don't even see someone of the same skin complexion as you on the thing, you're going to feel like, hmm, an intruder kind of walking in. Then nine out of ten, if you do come to the theatre, it's majority white middle class people. And yeah. that's just, it is, that's the way it is kind of thing. It's the people that are demo- that have like, They've just taken over the market because that's who the, who it was in the beginning. Like the the people that started, I guess, moving this forward and creating a whole industry around it are those kind of people. Them that start nothing. And but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like in terms of making it a, like making it into a whole business and a hierarchy and a and and bringing and making people go like and having a structure that goes down. I think those are the people that started it. And I think the problem, the only problem that we're having in theatre right now is that, yeah, there's representation or, yeah, there's there's a, there's there's a, more bl- black, there's a black girl on stage. On stage. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that she kind got of thing. the main part. And yeah. that, the problem that I'm having is that just because you give, you can give a black girl the main part, right? Mm. But everyone's always saying she's only got the main part because she's a black girl and they've got to make their mm, quota. Mm, mm. And it's really frustrating because to an extent, maybe that might be the reason why. But also, let's give the black girl some credit. She's got the main role and she's actually pretty good at it. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's always this question. Plus, but on top of that, the roles that, sorry, the no, role, I think, I think that the roles that they're doing, it's like, you want to tell people's stories, but you can't tell other someone else's story if it's not your own. Mm. And if you do, it's not going to come out the right way. Yeah, and I agree with that, because I think one of the biggest problems with access into the arts in general is people always thinking about the stage. They're thinking about mm-hmm. of who is actually on the stage. My biggest problem is who's in the office. Right. Who's mm-hmm. typing up the emails? Right. Who's the producer? Who's the one doing casting? Who this? So let me like put a question to like Toby. Like, What do you think are kind of the steps that you think theatres might take? Because I'm guessing when you're selecting shows of what you want like your audiences or the people who are from Black Ticket Project to watch your shows, is there like categories or is there like specifications in terms of what you want that show to offer? Um, Not necessarily, to be honest. It's not really about the show itself. I think it's more about um, the organisation and why they want to partner with it in the first place. Mm -hmm. So if it's a case of, oh, we've got all of these tickets um, and the show isn't selling well, then I'm going to say no. For real. Regardless yeah. of what the show is. Um, 
But if it if if they're coming and saying, oh, actually, we really want people to see the show for this reason, and we think it's really important, and actually, we're not when we understand that we're not um, good at diversifying our audiences in this way, mm. um, and this is the way that we want to build a more longer term relationship, yeah. then cool. Like with with the shows that these young people see, they don't have to like them. It's not yeah. There's no kind of, oh, you've gone to see this thing, so you should... It has to be great. Yeah, it's you just... should feel, like, grateful that you've gone to see something and like it. Like, they can hate it if they want to. So mm. I'm not too precious about what that show is. I think it's just about the, the reason experience. for these young people being in the space and mm. their, their overall experience. Because I think you can... You can tell when you've just been like shipped in to see something very last minute and you can you can feel in that space that you haven't been invited. And the whole point is that these young people have a holistic experience that makes them feel like they own that space to, mm. to a certain degree and that they've been invited there rather it's than almost, being shipped in. Mm, like that value, basically. It's like putting that value that your bum on seat is actually valuable to the yeah. actual experience yeah exactly so I think it's really bold that you're basically saying anyone who comes to me last minute jog on yeah, basically because yeah. yeah it's morals and that's what keeps initiatives alive and growing is strong morals being able to say no this is what we do and this is not what we don't do yeah. so I commend you for that I just patted <laughs> my chest you know <laughs> and i always say yeah like whenever we've done these podcasts i don't know if this is going to be episode two or three you know we're flowing we're flowing we're flowing but i love to end on like positive notes i love to know that we all know that the arts has its issues with access diversity inclusion but i always feel like there's always something we can do and that can be the smallest thing it could be me reaching out to Toby, if somebody said they're looking for a cultural producer, it's that network. So for me, my thing is network, network, network mm. in terms of what young artists need to be doing, what we should be doing. My other thing is making sure that we're not just focusing what's happening on stage. It's about all those other aspects, all those other people involved in arts. Um, but what would you guys say are your two things that like over the years, you just really want to see disappear? You really want to see change you really want to see be different within arts or access or inclusion or diversity or whatever bracket you want to go into let's start with prime <laughs> really? um in terms of, like me i can't like everything is there and it's available i've i feel like it's more people have to take that step do you know what i'm saying and i feel like everyone's fear is to try something and fail at it mm -hmm. which is like I get it's a fear and whatever, but it's like everyone has to take that step. And there are things out there available for people. It's just more about making them more, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but it's about making it more in your face with it. Like, cool, you offer X, Y, and Z program, but how are you promoting that? All right. I feel yeah. like marketing is like- There we go. Marketing is just so mm -hmm. important because you can have the best program in the world, Ain't nobody know about it but you and that theatre. Like, how is X, Y, and Z supposed to find out about this? They've never even stepped into a theatre before. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very easy, especially in this day and age. You just do a little Instagram, little promotion thing, pop sponsor, pop up on someone's thing, it'll be crazy. Do you know how many times it's been evolution on my timeline? I'm like, damn, mm. who's that girl? Oh, wait, it's me. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? It's yes. all about promotion. And if you promote it right, everything you're looking for is going to be there because people aren't going to make the effort to come and step into the theatre to look for it. They mm. want it to come to them. So you're basically saying like support. You support. want that support to be stronger. Yeah, 100%. That's good. What do you think, Bashi? I think 
for me, it's support your people. It's like, if I'm posting something on Instagram because I'm putting on a show, then post it, please. That's all I'm asking. Like, you don't even have to buy a ticket. Post a damn... Pr- just nah, post man. a picture. Buy a ticket, man. Yeah, buy a ticket too. Buy still. a ticket. Have but standards. <laughs> have standards. But if you, have if standards you, if, if you ain't got higher. money, I'm not giving you a free one, so you might as well post it so someone else can come, you know? Yeah. But, and I guess on top of that, don't... Like, it's like... Don't just don't just go for the people that are experienced. There are people out there that are inexperienced, you know, just like you, just like me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But they know how to do their job just as well. So try and give them a chance because yeah. it's not always like sometimes plug your friends. It's not always try and get the most expensive person that there is. So you're saying look who's around you, whoever's around you, they might be able to help and they will help you bring you up. Whoever's at your level now. 100% grow together. We'll grow together. Mm-hmm. And Toby, what do you think? Um, I think it's uh, important for people to remember that the creative industries is one of the fastest growing industries that has the most jobs coming out of it in terms of the variety of things that people can do. So compared to other lots of other sectors and industries, actually mm-hmm. the arts is something that is continuously creating new, new jobs mm-hmm. because there are just there's suddenly a need for a social media manager or there's suddenly a need for a carpenter or for this or for that. Um, And so I think if you um, don't want to be a performer or a director or any of these things, there are so many other different jobs that you can do and it's just worth looking into all of these things because it's it's more than likely that uh, the job that you want to do exists in the creative arts. And just to round off, you know, this is a little bit promo, promo. So memories, memories is happening here at The Lyric. You guys can do a little shout out in a sec. Just as you guys say goodbye on my lovely podcast, just share with us like one lovely memory that you've had within theatre or within the arts. So um, one of my best memories is watching Random by Debbie Tucker Green. And I thought it was going to be awkward and weird because it's a one woman show. And it's till this day, one of the best pieces of theatre I've ever seen in my life. So that's my memory I give to you guys. Um, Let's start with Bashi this time. Share with me a memory and then sign out however you like. I think one of the best memories for me is probably, oh, she's going to hate this, meeting Prime because it was so random. Like I met her at work. Then she told me she's a director, and I was like, "Oh great, I've got a show coming up. You want to direct?" And she was like, "Yeah." I actually like, remember that I, moment as well. I was, so <laughs> I was just like, "I'm just trying to do my shift." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, like, I think that's just a beautiful thing because genuinely, you can meet anyone, and you never know what might happen. Prime, give me a memory, and then uh, Bashi, you didn't even sign out. Oh, ah, I want to say good night to everyone. Definitely come and see Memories on the fifth and sixth of March. And uh, also come see 1381, because I'm in that. Yeah, that's on the 6th and 7th of March. Boom. Boom. 8.15. Um, Prime? Oh, it's not not about you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of my favourite moments in theatre actually happened to me recently, right? So Sean Holmes, who was the artist director of Lyric, he emailed me. Wow. (laughs) Did you say he he emailed you? He emailed me. Me. He emailed. Yeah. He asked you? for my email. For your email. My email. Your he emailed email? me. My yeah. email. And I'm all reads. I don't check my emails. I'm checking. My, I'm like what? Oh, like, Bashi, Bashi. And he asked me to um interview to be his assistant director on Dream. And I thought, cool, I'll go in, try a thing, and then I got it. And I was just like. Sorry, what? Did you say that you got it? Sorry, just just double checking. Did you say you got the job? Yeah, I missed some stream in the Globe. A little old wow. me, the assistant. Wow. I went there. 
I got a pass with my face on it that says my name, and I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, rah, it's happening. It's actually happening. So yeah, that's my memory. Memory. Um, sign out. Day. Sign out for me. This has been Prime, ladies and gentle fish of the big wide world. Oh Obviously, follow us on Instagram at Prime Presents. Come and see Memory on the fifth and sixth of March. It will be magical. That's a promise. And my lovely special guest, Toby. Ah. Tell us your memory and then sign out in however you're, f- however you would like to. Oh my God. Um. Oh, this is so difficult. I'm gonna. This is mad random, but at BAC one time, I saw Ainsley Harriet. Ooh. And I was like, I don't know what he was doing there. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I, I met him. him. I met him, said, said hello. And then, um, and then I saw, and then he came to, we did like a short performance thing at a gallery and he came to it. Oh, that's lovely. With his son, which is very sweet. See that network there. And then sign up for me, Toby. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me. I don't know what to plug. Um, um, Yourself. Oh, um, I'm available. Um, um, On... From the 8th to the 10th of March, Galdem are doing a festival for International Women's yes. Day, Weekender. Lovely. Come to that. Lovely. Um, it's going to be great. Great. Thank you all for coming. I love you guys so much in terms of a podcast kind of celebration, love. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've had a really great chat. We've talked about access within the arts and you guys have kind of shared your story. That's me. I'm signing out. <laughs> Later. Bye. <laughs> This Evolution podcast is brought to you by the Lyric Hammersmith, mixed by Nikolai Barry and scripted by Alicia Archery and Nikolai Barry. Music by Mundo. I'm Alicia Archery, your host. Check out all the other episodes on this series. And don't forget to tune in and use our hashtag LyricEvolution2019.